and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we're going to give you lovely listeners some hints and tips on what's coming out in April. And there's some huge releases this month which will help you fill the void between Game of Thrones episodes. Because that's what we're all going to be watching really. So we're going to be joined by our very own Neela Debnath who will have the lowdown on the hottest shows you do not want to miss. And you don't want to miss this either as we're we're going to be playing another of Helen's famous games. You know you love it. Yeah, of course I do, Helen. Stay tuned (laughs) to find out more. So this week we're joined by the lovely Neela Debnath, who's going to be filling us in on the hottest Netflix releases in April. Hello. Hello. How's everybody? Yeah, we're good. Welcome back. So you've obviously loved it the first time. You're back again. I was excited to be here and I'm excited again, so... Well, you must be excited by all of the best releases this month as well. So what's your main highlight for April? I think it's going to be Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part Um, 2. So it just picks up, gets things get darker, gets sexier. (laughs) What? (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I've I've heard that it's going to get very kind of, very like more demons to be fighting, that kind of thing. And I guess so it's going to be picking up from the Christmas special. I don't know if any of you guys caught that. Yeah. Had some weird things going on with... It was interesting, and it gets, without saying too much, because yeah. I'm not allowed to, but I have seen the first five episodes. We're keeping Helen under a yeah. tight leash today. <laughs> I, my, my lips are tightly sealed on this, but I will say, I think it is better than the first season. Wow. Well, that's I, a really bold claim to make, because yeah. not hmm. often these shows, you know, are better than yeah, the first Yeah, exactly. Season. I mean, this time it's going to be all about the kind of love triangle between Sabrina's, like, ex-boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle, and, like, the warlock... Nicholas Scratch, who's quite... He is quite fit, yeah. if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> and then I think we're actually going to see the Dark Lord. Like, he was teased last season, and you saw these hooves and these horns, that kind of thing. But this season, I think there's going to be someone actually playing him, and we're going to kind of meet him and find out a bit more. This so- is so hard. I'm really sorry. I want to <laughs> say so much, and I just want to be like... So we've got two different Helens here. So we've got HK, who's seen as much as Netflix will possibly allow her to right mm-hmm. now who can't say anything and me hd that cannot say anything because i've never seen an episode and all i'm thinking about is sabrina the teenage witch and i'm like i don't remember any dark lords in sabrina the teenage witch like it was very friendly it was very different i mean this is much more like the archie comics it kind of takes it back to its kind of dark kind of roots where she's kind of battling demons i mean it's garnered kind of comparisons to buffy the vampire slayer i mean i wouldn't go so far as to say it's as good but it's enjoyable it's kind of fun um it's from the same creator as riverdale as well and Mm. riverdale got off to like such a great start i thought and what are we on now season three and i just like i'm not bothered if i miss an episode and it kind of was like that was season two but with sabrina like Netflix, please, can I have the next, like, however many episodes? Because I need to know what happens. (laughs) I watched the end of season five yesterday, and I'm just like, season five, episode five. And I want to know, like, I'm really upset that I don't have it. I think it's a different beast, though. I think it's a different beast, a very different kind of show to Riverdale. Mm. Like, you've got the darkness, but I think Riverdale just really does not take itself seriously. Like, you have so many, like, kind of references to other things. It's just, like, ridiculous. I guess Riverdale's kind of more like, oh, these are high school kids, like you it's not kind of got that fantasy supernatural thing so when you watch Sabrina Mm. and there are like demons and witches and stuff you're like oh yeah this this isn't meant to be real life with with Riverdale it's quite hard to be like oh yeah there's these kids like (laughs) stopping drug lords and all of this and it's I don't know I think Sabrina's a bit more of a 
escape for me. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's something to be said. I, I want to see how she kind of develops this season because obviously she kind of embraced, She's she was like being pulled between her mortal life and her life as a witch. And then she kind of, without giving too much away, she kind of chose one over the other. And it's it'll be interesting to see how her character kind of develops, how she, how she changes over the course of the next season. And she also has, she also has to deal with, more kind of like antagonists this time. One of her teachers is against her, played by the excellent Michelle Gomez. Oh, yay, yes. Missy! <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Doctor Who fans, you need to watch it because she's great. So why should I catch up on it and why should our listeners want to catch up on Sabrina before season two? I just think it's just a nice kind of easy watch. It's fun. It's kind of... The characters are kind of quite fun. You don't have to think about it too much. I think you get emotionally invested in it as well. Yeah. Because there's some episodes. The cast is great. Yeah, you kind of like watch it and you're like, oh my God, no, what's going to happen? Like you get really like attached to them, yeah. which I quite like. That's mm. what I find with teen dramas like Riverdale. Like, I mm. just couldn't get into it because I, I really don't care about anyone. Mm. So like, I'll care about these ones, right? I care about these characters more than the Riverdale characters, but also... I really like the style that Sabrina has and I okay. kind of want to see how her style evolves <laughs> on a oh, fashion okay. And I think note. it's just very different to the kind of 90s Melissa mm. Joan Hart sitcom thing. It's just, it's just doing something very different. And I think even Melissa Joan Hart has spoken about it and said like, this is cool, it's very different. It wouldn't have worked if they'd just rebooted it and done the same thing. Well, and if like, my girl Melissa says it's all right, yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> Honestly, like all the original cast have kind of given it their blessing and yeah. this cast is really good. Yeah. I, Aunt Hilda is like one of my favorite characters. Like I just love her so much. Like it's, she's just like a breath of fresh air amongst mm. all of like the darkness in it. So does it have that humor that Sabrina the Teenage Witch had? I wouldn't say so. I it's th- not the same. I think there's like bits where mm. it's kind of like I don't know how to like describe it. There is like humor there, but not like you would it's laugh for different. like ten minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's very British actually because obviously mm. you've got um, Lucy Davis who plays Aunt Hilda, and you've got um, oh, it's Lucy Davis. I love her. She's oh, yeah. so she's great. Okay, I feel, and then you've got um, Father Blackwood. I'm trying to remember who plays him. Um, and you've got some other British characters. So it's I think that you've got kind of a, a bit of a kind of pithy, kind of witty, kind of British self-deprecating humor going on as well within all of it. Mm. So I think. Yeah, I think it has humour to it, but it isn't comedic, Okay, I would say. So when is that out and how long do I have? <laughs> so it's going to be out on the 5th of April. Not long at all then, I best Yeah, know. a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? One week? It's one week. One week away. One yeah. whole week, right. Yeah. One week <laughs> okay. from when this goes out. Great. Yeah. I'm going to start then tonight. Yeah. So what about this bizarre Black Mirror-esque Bear Grylls series? <laughs> I did not expect to say that today, by the way. <laughs> I know. Black Mirror, Bear Grylls. Yeah. So basically, after Bandersnatch, which I, I'm sure most people watched repeatedly. Well, I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast will have, because it was our yeah. debut film. I think Helen watched it about 30 times mm-hmm. as research. <laughs> yeah, research. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, um, yeah, it's they're kind of just doing the same thing. Netflix really wants to push these kind of like interactive shows now where you kind of take control you choose where the story goes this time. I don't get how they're going to do it though. Like, are you going to be like, should Bear make a fire to survive throughout the night? Yes, no. Like, how is it going to be interactive? You know what it is? It's it's probably almost like a take on a different show that he did. So for the Discovery Channel between um, 2006 and 2011, he did something called 
Man vs. Wild. And that was where he was just showing you how he survived. So maybe if you saw that, you could kind of cheat and, like, figure out how, like, the right decisions to make. Who would win in a fight? Bear Grylls or a bear? (laughs) (laughs) There's Um, a story there. (laughs) But I think Netflix is going to be rolling out more of these. I don't know whether it will feel too gimmicky, like, you know, how 3D does with films, or whether it's actually going to become, like, a kind of TV genre within its own right. I'm just... I'm not convinced. I liked Black Mirror because it was kind of like a one-off. It fits within the genre, but I'm not sure about this. I don't know. What do you guys kind of think about it? I don't think I'll watch it. I mean, I skimmed over a synopsis for it and I was like, right, fine, Bear Girls documentary. And then I was like, I was talking to you Mm, actually in the office mm. and you were like, yeah, no, it's like a Bandersnatch thing. And I was like, no, no, (laughs) no, no, it can't Mm. be. So I I don't personally understand how it's going to work. So like, what, we're just going to go to a different loading screen when we pick the wrong one it's gonna be Bear Grylls lying on the floor or something like I did worry that we're gonna end up killing Bear Grylls <laughs> that was straight away from that topic. <laughs> <laughs> quick no I just I don't know because it there's the trailer for it's like does he walk across the snow or does he crawl like a seal and I, so what yeah crawl like a seal across the snow Th- these are his words not mine <laughs> bizarre this is very bizarre I mean it's got a PG rating so it's very much for the kids kind of well then we know he's not going to die then if it's PG (laughs) (laughs) hey they have to learn about it somewhere (laughs) calm down Helen (laughs) but um yeah I just I think this one's more kind of for kids I don't know what they're going to do in terms of more kind of adult interactive content it'll be interesting to see what kind of Mm. route they take but they're definitely pushing it out so I won't be surprised if later on we're going to see more this year of interactive content well yeah I mean it's it's funny because like you said before would it fit the genre you know it worked with Black yeah, Mirror because exactly. that w- you know that's what Black Mirror is about it's about experimenting mm. but but it's a story as well yeah like, exactly you get different endings like I don't really understand I'll probably like give it a little bit of a go and like see what it's like but I just don't unless there's a story there that's it I'll give it a go because I'm now really curious as to how it's going to work like but I can't imagine it being as slick as Black Mirror because you literally mm. you could, could not seamless. see the seams yeah yeah, yeah. completely I don't know. I Is just, it a series? Yeah, it's. Okay. I think it's uh, six or eight episodes. Um, and he's in different kind of harsh climates where he's kind of trying to kind of figure out, like, how am I going to survive this? And you kind of have to choose for him. But, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll have to see. I think it's a bit video gamey. I think okay. Netflix seems to be trying to also maybe trying to make a move into the video game market because... What is the difference between an interactive TV show, essentially, and a video game? Yeah, so when, when is that? Then? The 10th of April, so a couple of weeks. Two, two weeks-ish? Yeah, yeah two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. okay, interesting. So what's el- what else is on the list, Neil? So if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, or just... I am. <laughs> well, and that's ending this Sunday, so if you need something to fill the gaps, is this one for it? This, I would say so, it's, so it's a prequel set within the Zed Nation universe. Now, if you're not familiar with Zed Nation, it was this TV show that was on between um, 2014 and 2018, and it was just following, like, a group of survivors, um, like, three years after this zombie apocalypse, so not not a million miles away from The Walking Mm. Dead, but um, Black um, Summer is a prequel series and it'll follow it just in the early days of the outbreak. It's a bit like Fear the Walking Dead. But are we actually going to learn something from this prequel series? Because with Fear, we famously don't learn anything about the apocalypse. I we don't in Walking Dead either. Like, But like, that that would be fine. I'm fine mm. with that. But then when they announced Fear, I was like, 
great, we're going to learn how mm. it started. We're going to learn like what it actually is and mm. what is this disease. And then you think, don't learn anything, so... <laughs> I don't think it's ever about that. I think that... I think it's... This is... Black Summer in particular is about the outbreak happens, a mum and her child are separated. It's about the mum trying to get back to the child. So it's about the kind of human stories. It, you don't ever get... I don't think you're going to get the the how did it happen. I'd be surprised if you do, but... I think that sounds quite good, actually. Like, I think that's something you could... If it's done well, you yeah. can really get into, like, mm. when you want to root for a character yeah. and you want to see, like... Like, we all rooted for Rick and Carl on The Walking Dead. You, mm. you want that, I mean... Spoilers. We're still rooting for Rick. Are we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, maybe just HD. Just me. <laughs> but you kind of wanted them to survive, and every single time I was like, are they going to find somewhere where they can just live peacefully for just, like, one episode? And it just didn't happen. So mm. I think you kind of stick with it for that reason, and I think this could be one that fills that gap but then of course like once they do find peace and happiness and harmony that's where the series has to end so i i get why they've not found that in the walking dead yet Mm. i guess but still when there's like peace there can be like conflict within like the communities there doesn't have to be a threat of like zombies all of the time Mm. yeah i don't know like I don't know. I think you need to show both sides. But I guess with this, if it's like a mum looking for her child. Yeah, yeah, for her her child. Like, she's probably going to find her child at some point, I guess. Hopefully. Unless it's like a Carol thing and the kid's dead. Yeah, already. I have no idea. But I don't know. I think, I feel like with the zombie shows and the thing that worked really well with The Walking Dead is the humanity. Mm. It's, as you said, the characters, you follow them. You want to see how they develop. It's all about kind of what happens to a human when they're put in these extreme circumstances. And I think that's what people want to kind of know. But I, w- I do would like to know at the end of The Walking Dead how it all started. Yeah, I know. Because mm. <laughs> like, we get such a hint in season one that, you know, it's a worldwide thing. And it's mm. like, it's kind of like teased as a kind of airborne pollution yeah. thing mm. but then you never know and it's like as a fan of the walking dead like yeah. what we're now nine seasons in yeah i guess for the first couple of seasons it's all right because you're kind yeah. of like okay yeah we don't really know they're working it out we're working it out but then but then you never find 10, out yeah <laughs> and they don't they don't look like they have any plans to show us either which is no. the frustrating thing but i kind of guess like because of that huge time jump in the walking dead that you get to a point where you're just kind of like, all right, they've clearly moved on. Like, they must have had it for, like, what, 10 years or something? Like, zombies and all of that in The Walking Dead? I can't remember what the timeline is, but it's not not even that long. Was it not, like, a six-year time jump? Yeah. Because then you've got to, like... Judith's quite old now, and she was, like, in season two she was born, was it? Season three she was born? I think it might be, like, eight years or something. Yeah, so that's still quite a long time from when it's happened, when you think about how long eight years is. So I think they've kind of moved on with it and I guess if the characters have you kind of have to as the audience so I don't think with I guess it will be pretty interesting because maybe with the mum and the daughter's backstory yeah, yeah, you I might want to so. see like how they got split up why they were apart in the first place yeah. like that kind of thing so I think that could be good I think I think it's got a huge following because I was I was having a look I was doing a little bit of research and the trailer had like a million views so there's oh, really? cl- yeah I think there's definitely a fan base out there for it so I think people will be excited that it's returning and for people perhaps because I know that some people feel a bit disillusioned with The Walking Dead so is this the first series though yeah this is Summer? the yeah this is the okay. first series of Black Summer but it's a prequel to a show that got four seasons which was on sci-fi previously okay so it kind of wrapped up last year so this year 
fans are getting the prequel. So, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see when it kind of, um, how, what reception it gets when it finally airs. And um, when is that airing? That one is also going to be April the 11th, so okay. the same day as the Bear Grylls one. So choose between Black Summer or Bear Grylls. Oh, it's a different choice. I think I'll probably watch Black Summer, to be honest, because I quite like the sound of this. Is Black Summer going to be, like, really scary? Because the one thing with The Walking Dead is that I, I can watch it because it's not horrendously scary yeah. for me. I don't know. I feel like it's always gory. I mean, these these zombies can sprint. They can sprint. And oh, they're... I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you can tell that you'd be able to get away yeah. in The Walking Dead. And you're like, oh, yeah, that one's one so slow. I'm going to watch Lola Bear Plum, Grylls though. instead. <laughs> Imagine a zombie pops up in that. <laughs> Bear Grylls like, should I run or should I walk? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Walk, this zombie can sprint. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they should do. They should do Bear Grylls survives a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, like a that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. How how would you actually survive an apocalypse? Netflix, yeah. you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just to credit a Netflix. We'll podcast. take some royalties. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I want the money, <laughs> not, the, not the credit. So what else we got, Neela? So yeah, so we've got Turkish drama, The Protector, season two. So, um, the first season dropped last year. I have not heard anything about this, so I have no idea what it's about. It's um, it's kind of supernatural, so it's kind of got this kind of tropey thing of this guy finds out that he's part of like a secret order, not to be confused with the order. Right. <laughs> so much confusion. Um, and he kind of is tasked with protecting Istanbul from supernatural forces, and it will just be kind of a continuation of that. I think it's quite a big show in Turkey, and I think the fact that Netflix has dropped season two not that long after the first one makes me think that it was probably quite popular. Okay, yeah. So when was so, the last one out? December 2018. Oh, wow. Oh, so do you see big. what I mean? Yeah. So it could potentially be big. I mean, I don't know too much about it, but the fact, the timing seems to suggest that it could actually be one to kind of check out in terms of the kind of international content that Netflix does because I know last year was like their big push of we want more international content so this one could be one of those gems um so in terms of the drama you said supernatural is it ghosts mm-hmm. because I don't like ghosts <laughs> asking all of the important questions <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it if it's I ghosts. don't think I don't think it's ghosts okay, I think it's more kind of I'm gonna say like creatures it's kind of right, in that fine. kind of vein so, like, fans of Supernatural um, shows. What's that one Immortals. called? Shadowhunters as well. Shadowhunters, that's, yeah. That's Immortals. coming to an end. Yeah. So, yeah, that might be one for people like that. Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely kind of a market for that. And people... There are so many Supernatural shows. People never get sick of them. So. But they are, like, insanely popular. You know, we've got Lucifer at the minute, and that's just huge. Yeah. And it, it's kind of come from nowhere. Like, yeah. these shows just really crop up and take people by surprise. I think people are always interested in the Supernatural. That's, I thought you wouldn't have Sabrina back again. That's true. Of course, Sabrina. <laughs> you wouldn't have a spin-off to The Vampire Diaries, like a spin-off of a spin-off of a spin-off, which is Legacies. You wouldn't have a Charmed reboot. There are so many... And they're rebooting The Crafter thing as well. Mm, I read that this morning. Interesting. So, um, important question, though, Neela. If this is season two, do we have time to catch up? Well... It's coming out on the 26th of April. So you've so got about, about three weeks. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. 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 So finally, uh, this podcast would not be complete without discussing the greatest of all time. The, the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> Sir David Attenborough and his new show, Our Planet. Yes. I am looking forward to this. I loved watching Planet Earth 2 when it came out a couple of years ago. 
Um, and this one is basically from the same makers and you can expect more of the same, but this time it's kind of focusing on climate change and kind of the effects that we're having on the environment. And I think it'll probably be one of the most important TV shows that we watch and it will just be showing kind of how things are changing and perhaps making us pause to think how we can do more to protect our environment. I think it's good that Sidivid is like doing this show for Netflix because obviously, like you said, it's highlighting how climate change is affecting mm. like the world and the importance of like we had, was it in Blue Planet when we looked at the issue of plastics in the ocean? Mm. Yes. And yeah. I think people really listened it became and a I, national conversation that and i think it never it's because it was before. it was yeah. Sir david doing yeah. it like i just think he's one of those people that everyone loves and trusts and he's done all of these documentaries and you watch it when you're hungover and you want like a nice soothing voice like <laughs> just telling you about polar bears and tigers etc but i just think because he's like such a national treasure you kind of listen to him and be like yeah I trust him I believe him it's not just some random presenter they've wheeled in and like right here's some issues guys take note do this you kind of like I feel like a lot of people have a connection to him yeah Yeah. no I totally agree and um I had the pleasure of seeing the first episode what do you think um I I won't say too much because we are going to discuss it next week Mm -hmm. in depth we're gonna have an hour planet special but um it is gorgeous and beautiful and everything that you expect a David Attenborough documentary Mm -hmm. to be but also like so scary scary <laughs> because of the climate change oh. message like it really they really hit it home how important it is for everyone to take little steps um and i think that's why sir david wanted it on netflix because of the like enormous reach that yeah. netflix has yeah um i think this will actually like kind of help change the world a little bit like i, I agree I th- they've got such a massive reach i think like something as simple as like marie kondo you had all these people just throwing out so much stuff. Yeah, like that's, that, that's yeah. like a small example, but I think Netflix has got such a massive reach that I think people are going to sit up and pay attention. That's kind of like Queer Eye though. I think it's yeah. changed a lot of people's opinions. Yeah. And I think it's reached so many people and like yeah. people everywhere are like chatting about it. So I think with Our Planet and Netflix having like such a broad reach, I think it will hopefully do some good. Yes, we're big fans of it on the show. <laughs> yeah. So um, what else is on the horizon? So we've got some... Oh, by the way, um, Our Planet is out on April the 5th of as course, well. So next, <laughs> next week. Um, yeah, so some other titles are remastered, Devils um, at the Crossroads. So that one's um, this really kind of interesting documentary about a blues singer who died at the age of 27 and some people myth has it he made a pact with the devil so there's a lot of kind of like folklore and mythology to (laughs) unpack there i know when you said the title i was like okay (laughs) so so netflix have basically been doing this kind of remastered documentary series where they'll show um they'll drop one episode per month and it's about a different figure within the music industry um so this is the kind of latest one um they've had previous ones before so they're all kind of available to kind of check out that sounds good um and other things that are coming are something called quicksand which is apparently about a teenager on trial for a murder in the wake of a tragic accident that sounds interesting (laughs) yeah i feel i feel like that could be potentially another kind of teen drama type thing it sounds a bit u.s oh so it's not based on real life no i don't oh i thought it was okay 
I was like, this Are is you dark. Out now? <laughs> no, I mean, I could like still watch it, but I did think it was like a real life documentary. I was like, oh, so this could be like Ted Bundy tapes kind of thing. No, no, no. This one is fictional as far okay. as I'm away. Um, there's also Roman Empire Caligula, the Mad Emperor. So it's a documentary um, talking about the Emperor Caligula, which apparently inspired George R.R. R. Martin to create Joffrey Baratheon. Game of Thrones. Well, if you're listening. doing your research about Game of Thrones, <laughs> which we can't ignore, is coming back soon. Yeah. Um, maybe that actually could be quite a good one. Yeah. That could be interesting. Oh, and it's um, narrated by Sean Bean. Right. <laughs> Every Game of Thrones fan's dream. Yeah. And one more that I should probably mention is Special, which is this kind of heartwarming drama. Um, and it's about a gay man with cerebral um, palsy who's kind of navigating his way through kind of life and love. And it's based on Ryan O'Connell's memoir. And he kind of stars in it. And it's all kind of from his point of view. And I think it'll be quite sweet. And it's been produced by Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory. And if you're a fan of Atypical, um, which is about a kid on the spectrum, it's kind of, I think it kind of has that kind of, how do you see the world, that kind of thing. Well, that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah that's very different. And it's kind of Netflix's, I think, push for diversity, inclusion, and kind of representation on screen. And I think it's really, really great. That's really that important. One. So that one, I do not have a date for that one, I'm afraid. Um, but it will be out at some point in April. Um, and I think they're doing their 15-minute episodes they're kind of experimenting with, which is a bit different for their format. I like we'll it. I like a short that. episode. Mm, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But of course, Game of Thrones is upon us. Yes. <laughs> we can't, I know this is a Netflix podcast, but we have to discuss it because like, well, we all want to. <laughs> Not in too much detail though. Like we do have a game to play soon, Helen. I'm just getting the tension rising okay. ready for the game. Okay. <laughs> so um, who's going to end up on the Iron Throne? Quick, quick fire. Oh God, you can't ask us that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bran Stark. No, oh, no, neither. Why? Why not? Why? That's not <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> I no, just... I think. Oh, I I think you know what, right? Sansa, just put Sansa oh, on it. Oh no, not like even come that. on, not John and Daenerys. Like I'm bored of that now. Like get Sansa <gasps> on it. Like I just think like John and Daenerys. You've like been thinking for ages. It's John Daenerys or the Night King that people are like they're gonna end up on the Iron Throne or Bran for some reason. I have no idea why. Maybe because he's secretly the Night King and he's like puppeteering this all so he gets his like way but I just think like you know what Sansa was really annoying for ages and I just think she's really like grown up in the last couple of episodes and she has been through so much like so much and I think she's like grown mentally and I think you know what she got so close before why doesn't she rule it and like Joffrey can roll over in his grave what about you fair enough there's not going to be a throne I agree with recent comments from Aidan Gillen. There, I don't think there'll be a throne, I think. It's just sh- stalemate, isn't it? Yeah, I just think they need to have an ending as shocking as the series. And for me, that would be removing the throne completely. I just think that's a bit predictable, though. Do you not? No, because I think no, people will all. think it's... It people the think Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think but people like, think it's Jon Snow or Daenerys. If, they, if no one ends on the Game of on the Iron Throne, I don't think I'll be that surprised. Like... Everyone says it's bittersweet and it's really going to shock everyone, but all of the... I really think, like, one of the main people who will end up on the Iron Throne, I don't think it will be them. And if it is John or Daenerys or the Night King, I will be quite disappointed. Oh, no, but Unless I don't it's think... done really well. I don't think it'll be, like, a happy ending in the slides. Like, I'm, I don't mm. think there'll be, like, you know, a, 
a court of leaders that now mm. all agree so there's someone from like each different house that would be boring i think literally like all men must die Valor Magulis, total wipeout <laughs> oh i'd be angry with that as well i just don't know what i'd be happy with like i, I think it's too hard to mm. please fans i think whatever happens fans are going to be disappointed at some point but it's just it's so epic you're not going to please everyone there's too many not. theories like i just don't know what to believe anymore <laughs> soon Too much. winter is almost here no it's not summer bring summer <laughs> that's uh, april 14th for that one <laughs> right okay i know you've been waiting too long for the quiz waiting too too long i have a piece of paper with an epic quiz sorry did you just flash the answers there no i'm not there's been no cheating or skullduggery in this quiz so basically, I have got a Netflix quiz and it's kind of based on some Netflix facts and some of the shows that we've covered on uh, Netflix, the podcast. Oh, and gosh. also, yeah, exactly. To see if you've re-listened to them <laughs> and just some massive Netflix hits that you have all seen. So basically, it's going to be two points for a correct answer, no points for an incorrect answer and one point if you make me laugh. Oh god! Okay. <laughs> it's it's I a hell of a like this is where the where this is going. I forgot to bring a pen, so I'm going to. I have a pen. Oh great! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm just going to make notes <laughs> on your score. So, feel free to play along at home and tweet us what your score was. Um, no cheating. You could you can give yourself laugh points if you feel you deserve them. <laughs> I don't so. know if that's allowed. <laughs> It's my quiz. Do you get like if do you get three points if it's correct and you make we make you laugh? Yes. Excellent. But you probably won't make me laugh if it's correct. No. We'll see how it goes anyway. Mm-hmm. So question one. When was Netflix founded? Ooh. There's no multiple choice, by the way. Um two thousand nine? I'm gonna go with two thousand and six. Final answers? Yeah. yeah. You're wildly incorrect. 1997. Really? Mm-hmm. What? 1997. Was that under its previous name, Love Film, potentially? I think it was a very, very early discussion board form wow. of Netflix. <laughs> but yes. When wow. did Netflix like actually become like a Netflix streaming thing? So next question. <laughs> oh, it's like, we're not asking the question. <laughs> I don't win that near then. I'm just curious. So what was the first ever Netflix original? House of Cards. Orange is the New Black. One point. Sorry, two points to Neela. I don't watch either of them. You've seen Orange is the New Black? I like bits of it. You might struggle. <laughs> That's wrong with this I just, quiz. I just remember, I remember the conversations about House of Cards, how it was going to be groundbreaking because it was dropping all episodes in one go and how david fincher was involved in directing and i just remember thinking at the time this is going to be big so here we are stuff (laughs) i am losing already so question three how many people subscribe to netflix worldwide 60 million i will give you if you're close i'll give you i would like to know why i wanted to say like 67 million i don't know why that number is in my head I feel like I'll go 60, 67. You're both wildly incorrect again. 350 million. No. So it is 139 million. <sighs> you know what? Which I felt was quite low. Because yeah, because I, we, I all share, we all share logins. Don't deny it. <laughs> Sorry, Netflix. Question four. What rough percentage of users share their Netflix logins with others? 99%. <laughs> no, something like 60, I think. I'm going to go with 75. 
Um, I will actually give it to Helen. It's two thirds of sixty six. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I will give Thank you, you that. I will take that. <laughs> and finally, on the Netflix fun facts, which is actually I think one of the most interesting ones, which country pays the net the most for a Netflix subscription? Ooh. Oh, this is interesting. Um, they've just hiked up the prices somewhere, though, haven't they? It's in America they've just hiked up their price. And they're thinking about doing it here. America is not the right answer. Yeah, I don't think it would be. I'm going to go... S- China? Yeah, that's what I was going to go with. <laughs> or uh, Australia? China or Australia? Japan? <laughs> One. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Final answers. China? I'll go with India. China and India. It's actually Norway, which charges its users $11 per month. Would not have guessed that. Yeah. And the the lowest, fact fans, is Turkey, which is $3.27 a month. How do I get that? So... (laughs) I want to pay £3 a month. I guess there's going to be like a mass exodus to Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so these are probably better questions now. Um, how many kids were in the Umbrella Academy? What, what do you mean by that? Do you mean the the, the number right at the beginning? Or yeah. Well, like, but like, or like in how many he collected? One, 43. 42. I want to say 42. I might have worded this question wrong. <laughs> no, which one is it? Do you mean the kids in the Academy? The ones that we meet in the series. Seven. Is that? I feel six. Six and seven. Seven. Seven, correct. Who's the seventh one? Vanya. But I can't hear. Klaus, number five. Vanya. Ben, did you get Ben? Alison, Ben. Luther. Luther. Diego. Oh, yeah, Diego. How could I forget him? (laughs) I couldn't remember the names. Um, So can you name all five of the OA characters who Prairie tells her story to in season one? Jesse, Buck, BBA, um, Steve. And Alfonso. <laughs> French. Yeah. Correct. I shall give Neela eight points. Eight? And Helen what? two. This is so much. Seriously, you went to the correct answer. Well, I didn't really think about the logistics of this. There's no buzzer. There's no... <laughs> It's a deeply flawed game, but we're going with it. Right, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with how this is going. I think right. like two points. I might, I might just install a, a buzzer system, so just shout your name or something. It's too late for that, Helen. The damage has been done. If it's too different, we'll discount that one. <laughs> right. Gonna um, be in tears at the end of this. I did say it. So, what is the main guy called in Black Mirror Bandersnatch whose life we control? Oh, Stefan Butler. Don't even know that one. Correct. No, Neela's on, on it. it. And <laughs> the, you should get this one. Helen. <laughs> Great. How was Giovanni Medici poisoned in Medici Masters of Florence? With the grapes. Yeah. Correct. I have not seen it. So well done. Yes. And for a bonus point. Okay. For a bonus two point. Is that how the real Giovanni Medici died in real life? True or false? I'm going to go with false. True? False. What? He so they died, just made it up for the he, show? <laughs> he died of He's natural a- causes in 1429. It's all 69. based on history and they've like made up this murder mystery. We had a 50-50 chance to be fair. But like, <laughs> I thought it was like 
true. Like I was watching it, like, oh yeah, this all happens to this family. You're gonna have Netflix to take this up. <laughs> led me down the garden path. <laughs> you have to make it a bit interesting. Well, yeah, pick someone who actually was murdered. He might be murdered. It might well, just you say said it was natural causes. It might just say on his death certificate natural causes. Ooh, Ooh. conspiracy. So actually, I should get team points because I've uncovered the truth. You can have one for arguing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this some more. Okay, so in Orange is the New Black, what is Red's real name? I didn't even know this, so this took me by surprise. I don't know why I want to say, like, Susie or, like, Susan or something. Why Susan. Why is this in my head? <laughs> um, oh, I have no idea. I know, it's, I know it's supposed to be Russian, but I can't remember what. I can tell you she's Tracy played by... Now. <laughs> Tracy. That well-known Russian name, Tracy. It's going to say Someone Olga else. something, but I don't think it is. Are we passing? Yeah. Yeah, pass. It is... <laughs> Good luck, Helen. Galina Reznikov. Would not have got that. Yeah. Do no, I get no. a point for Tracy? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, you can. You made me laugh. <laughs> so finish the Night Flyers tagline. You can't escape what's... I didn't like it, so I'm giving up. In the dark, you can't say something like that. In the air. Neela? Space. Space. <laughs> night, you can't escape what's in the night. So say that again, sorry? You can't escape what's... Inside of you. <laughs> I don't know. You will kick yourself. <laughs> I'm going to pass on this one. Okay. It is. Think about it. Night flyers is a ship. You can't escape what's inside. You're really close. You're so close. I thought you were going to say it. You can't escape what's inside. That is it. Inside the ship. No wonder it got cancelled. <gasps> okay. Controversial. <laughs> Okay, so who plays Claire Jensen in 13 Reasons Why? Din- Dylan Minnette. I googled him today. That's really weird. There was no collusion there at all. I think that was a time when I left my desk. Was Neela looking over your shoulder? Neela. <laughs> can't confirm that is not the truth. <laughs> Just quickly look at these questions before Helen gets back. <laughs> so, <laughs> final question. You'll be glad to know. I'm already losing it. It's over. We've discussed the chilling adventures of Sabrina, but when did Sabrina the Teenage Witch air its first ever episode? Oh, Neela, you will know this. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with like... 96. I'll go with 99. Both incorrect. 97. Wait, no, Helen, you were right. <laughs> oh, what? What? I thought it said 98, but it's... I knew this Helen, was like, two points. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were flying to take me down. <laughs> right, talk amongst yourself. <laughs> to be fair, it was better than the last game that I played on this show. Where I, I don't think any of us won that one. I Helen, feel like this is I, one of your better ones. I feel like I lost that one pretty badly when trying the to... The last one. Yeah. When you guess the show. Guess the show, Kimmy Schmidt. That was hard. That was so hard. We might return to that again. So I have the scores. Congratulations, Neela. I'm going to wipe the tears from my eyes already. Actually, Helen, you didn't do too bad. You scored Mm -hmm. 10 points. Congratulations. Okay, that's not too bad. Neela, you scored 18. Well done. 10 against 18, that's not too bad. I thought you did worse than 10. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's a round number. Thanks, Neela. Well done, everyone. Double figures. And let us know on Twitter, on Netflix pod, how you got on. If you did any better than me, I don't want to know. 
I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will be posting a bonus question online, so stay tuned to the Ooh. end of the episode for a chance to have your name mentioned on Netflix podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> To finish, there's been some more streaming news this week about Apple's new service, which is going to rival Netflix, Amazon, BritBox, and whatever else is out there. Mm. What is it? <laughs> so it's so Apple had a massive launch earlier this week, um, just announcing its shiny new streaming platform. Um, it's going to be launching this autumn, and it's going to be taking on Netflix and Amazon. Um, so expect new shows, new original content. They had, um, as part of their launch, they had people like Reese Witherspoon there and Jennifer Aniston who have a new show that's going to be dropping on there. Yeah, so it it kind of launched unexpectedly. I didn't really see any kind of hints that this was going to drop. And it has like a huge list of talent that's going to be working with it. Yeah, And it seems like really, really actually quite big. Yeah. But then you're probably going to have to subscribe to it like you do with, like, Apple Music. That's the problem like, then, isn't and it? Yeah. It's just, like, another thing you have to pay for. And I don't know, like, if you've got, like, a Sky subscription or a Now TV or a um, Netflix or Amazon, do you really... And, like, BritBox is coming. Like, Do you really want to pay for, like, a fifth or sixth one? This is why people share their logins, and I just don't... Yeah. I think Amazon are going to have to bring out something really big. But also, I think it's going to be really hard for them if they've like now brought it, brought it out this late in the game. They've got to have something that is going to make people want to go on or like give you 30 days free. Because unless there's something good on there that's going to make you want to stick and keep paying a subscription fee, like I'm not going to buy it. Like I did the free trial of Netflix and obviously there was other stuff on there that I want to watch. And now like my parents are on it. My brother watched my Netflix Um so it's kind of like you can share it with the family and we did that with Amazon a bit. But I just think Apple as well, there's there's becoming too much choice. And I just think it's are Apple going to have like old stuff on, like you get BBC stuff on? No, they've said that as far as I can see from what I've read, they're not going to be putting any kind of syndicated content or, or old kind of films that you would get on like Netflix or Amazon. It's going to be purely stuff that they're doing. So it's just going to be original content. See now, so what's going to be on there then? Like this one show that they drop at the start, and then you've just got to watch that. Or is there going to be like no. several at the same time? So I saw a trailer actually. Like I was quite cynical, as you said, that yet another kind of streaming, kind of subscribing, kind of service that we've got to pay for. But actually, I watched the trailer, and it looked incredible. Like teasing all these different shows that they have. So I think, I think we're just going to have to wait and see what lands on the platform, what kind of gets hype, because they have big names mm. like people like Jason Momoa. Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg which yeah. is weird because he was actually quite critical of Netflix and Netflix films being Maybe allowed. He to... knew he had this deal going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> we see you, Stephen. We know what you're doing. <laughs> but it, it's interesting, like the fact that he was kind of critical of Netflix and now he's signed up with Apple TV. But then as well, you know, I had all of your kind of worries mm. about it. And and I thought, God, not another one. Mm. But then Apple is arguably one of the biggest companies in the world. Exactly. Yeah, but like, I look feel at like- Beats, like on like Apple, like radio, like when Zane Lowe moved from Radio 1 to like Apple Radio, I thought, yeah, I'm probably going to follow him, but I don't pay for it and I don't listen to it and I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like I didn't follow him over there and I really liked Zane Lowe as like a radio DJ. Like 
I thought he put, picked out some like great music, did some great interviews. And I was like dead set that I would like follow him over to Apple, but I just didn't. And I just think I don't like whatever. If there's a new release, it's straight on Spotify. It's not that exclusive. And you had stuff with like Tidal as well when that was announced. And I just don't think like unless it's something I know I'm really gonna miss out on. Like yeah, you've got Oprah, you've got Steven Spielberg, you've got Jason Momoa, but unless the projects that they're working on are actually really good, you can have a big name, but sometimes you can have a big name in a film or a TV show and it's a flop. Mm, and it's just like, true. it's got to be good quality. That's the only way that it's going to be successful. And Netflix have, obviously like, when I was at uni, like a good few years ago, like that's when Netflix was really starting to get into the mainstream and people were watching it and staying in and, watching new series and I think because obviously Netflix have had that time to build on originals Apple just dropping it now I just think they need to have some like really really good stuff to like get me to subscribe or even just see what it's about that's it I mean you say Netflix had time to work on it we don't know how long Apple have been planning this for we don't know what they've got coming up really and I think in I think it has the best start I guess being from Apple I think it is interesting to see if it will be a success I have a feeling it could overtake some of the smaller stream. I mean, it's definitely going to blow BritBox out of the water. Mm. You know, it mm. might challenge Amazon. But I think it? it's a good challenge to Netflix, to be brutally honest. I just because of the potential. I, but I think it needs to be. has so. got, like, British stuff on, like, BBC or, like, ITV. Then, and Apple's not going to put old stuff like that on. Then not you've the got, moment. like, like the, they've got a USP. Like, Apple's got these great stars. But then if you want to watch that BBC, Dr. Foster or um, Bodyguard or catch up on something like Line of G, you're going to go to Netflix or BritBox. True. Or iPlayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or of ITV course. Hub. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think, I can't envisage people paying for BritBox, but I yeah. can see Apple TV taking off. Yeah, so with Apple, they also said that um, they're going to have, like, kind of add-ons. I think Amazon have, like, add-on subscriptions where you can mm. buy channels. I think they're kind of planning to do that with um, kind of Apple TV or Apple Plus. Um, so they've got like CBS or Access, HBO, Stars, Showtime, and that's going to be in America. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of Apple Plus is kind of going to translate over here, how that will work, because we'll have different deals. Because a lot of shows, like for instance, Outlander is on Stars. We'd, we watch that on Amazon already. So where would Apple kind of Plus fit into this, you know? Yeah, and it, but then that kind of annoys me a bit too, because... I want to watch HBO here, but we usually watch most of that on Sky Atlantic exactly. or on Sky. Mm. And it's like, let us all have the same platforms. So we can all watch it at the same well, that's time. It. What if Apple TV buy HBO rights and then mm. all of a sudden they're the only people that are showing the new Game of Thrones spinoff? Yeah. And so that means you'd have gonna, to kind of buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Immediately. Maybe you're going to have to buy an Apple TV as well. Oh, gosh. There's, there's just Such so much. Match phone TV. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are some also other kind of streaming platforms coming there's also disney plus which course, is probably yeah. going to be getting all the kind of marvel and the star wars content and disney content that's gonna have a huge following yeah and i've read reports about warner brothers potentially launching something so riverdale might end up going onto that platform so it's really fragmented so i there's think a lot been, of change yeah. just like everyone wants a bit of netflix's pie really yeah. exactly so we're gonna have to see how things develop over the next kind of six months to a year to see how it's all going to land. I mean, if Apple Plus is coming in the autumn, I think it'll that'll be kind of the litmus test, and we'll see how it kind of goes then. Mm. But 
Time will tell. Yes, exactly. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Neela, for your helpful hints and tips this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, comment, and tell your friends about us. Join in the debate and the arguments on Twitter at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And don't forget to head over to Twitter because I will be posting one quiz question for you and I will announce the, the winner next week. Can I take part? Of course you can. Get in. Only if you do better, though. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. <laughs> um, so next week, as Helen said earlier, we'll be discussing Our Planet and we'll reveal what Sir David Attenborough really thinks about this new series and his move to Netflix. And it is really a stunning series. Um, so if you're like us, you'll want to know everything about it. Definitely tune in next week. You don't want to miss this. Bye. <laughs>